Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And yes, after weeks, we are finally back together doing this again instead of all the other crazy stuff we've been doing over the last few weeks. So we are we are finally back and we're going live today on YouTube and Facebook. So hopefully you're tuning in so you can ask us questions and join in the conversation as we talk about our movie tonight. But how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Missed yeah. you guys. I mean, Utah Burbank yeah. was fun. It was a it was a blast. Even I'm not a big Fast and Furious fan, but that panel was great. <laughs> the the shark episode was a lot of fun. Um, Blake Castleman's Peggy uh, with Captain America panel was great. There was some really really good stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think it was it was a lot of fun uh, to be involved with that and and see it come together. Um, I think my favorite part about the Fast and the Furious panel was that craig also right. is not a big fan of the <laughs> franchise and somehow was stuck on that panel but he had fun with it and i think he it was good to have somebody on there that that isn't a, a big fan you know so but it was fun yeah. it was entertaining and i think we we did some good two thousand eight hundred ninety dollars raised for the american nice. cancer society which is great um and we're excited to get started and, and do it again in march but uh, but now that's now we're gonna talk about movies again for a little while Yay! Yay. This is a good one too. Yeah. Today we are talking. It, I think so. Like I've posted it on some of my social media that we're talking about it tonight. And I've gotten quite a few people that don't necessarily normally respond to my posts on Facebook that have like added GIFs and things like that because they're excited. So, uh, but we're talking about school of rock, which I, I keep thinking is a relatively recent movie, but <laughs> know, 17 right? years old. <laughs> You're in yeah, denial. <laughs> oh, I think hey, so. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, I remember when that came out. That was after I was out of high school. I was a grown up. That's got to be pretty recent. Five years old. Own. I, I saw an American doll uh, classic of the 80s today, and oh, I just I, I wept a little. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the 80s was like 40, 30 to 40 years ago, depending on which year, and it just doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> it, it's really weird to think about because when I was in school in the 90s, and that's in middle school when you do U.S. history, and then in high school you do it again, and the 60s, I remember, being was a big decade that we talked about, and that was as long ago for me now as the sixties was from when I was taking the class, like that was 30 years ago. And now that's like, it's just crazy to me, Almost 30 years, but, but I'm with you. I, when I was looking, doing a little research on this, it was like, how is this 17 years old? I don't know. I, but, but it is, it, it is. And I think it ages relatively well. Oh I think God. it still holds up. The humor is still really great. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the child uh, actors that are in it, as well as Jack Black, who is perfect for this role. I don't know if it was written for him. <laughs> it was. If it wasn't, it shouldn't have been, was it? It yeah. was. Because uh, he was perfect. Mike White, who uh, wrote the script, he used to work on um, Freaks and Geeks, I think. Um, okay. He did Chuck and Buck. He's, he hasn't done a ton, but he was friends with Jack Black, and they actually started a production company together called Black and White. Um, okay. Mike White, Jack Black. But uh, that fell apart. But he wrote the script, even though he is not a fan of hard rock music, but wrote it so that Jack Black could 
portray his love of it. Yeah. So and he definitely that was does. Written for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he definitely does through the movie. Like you can tell that his love and passion for what he's talking about as far as the music goes is definitely genuine. Um, but just the way Jack Black is as a performer, uh, I mean, his facial expressions, his actions, his body movements, like all of it just works really, really well in this film. He can kick a lot higher than you'd think he could. Yeah. <laughs> in those, in those pants. In those yeah. pants. Those are pretty tight pants. They weren't as stretchy yeah. pants. They were just tight pants. And not his they stretchy were. pants. Um, which is another classic Jack Black movie. Um, I think, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, I think Mike White wrote Nacho Libre as well. Uh, no, I think I think Nacho Libre was Jared and Jerusha Hess who did Napoleon Dynamite. I know he directed it, but I thought Mike White had a co-writing. But I could be wrong. I definitely could I be wrong. Look, I'm, I'm right here. I can check. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. We can we can fact check that. It might be. I, I know that they were heavily involved in the film, and usually um, those two, when they write he's, or when they direct, they're typically writing it as well. But pretty specific. Oh, he's, done yeah. a, he's done a lot of movies since then. Yeah. So you, you mentioned how well he can kick, and the interesting thing is, if you if you don't know this, he can still like kick and move like that 17 mm -hmm. years later. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe me, go check out his Instagram because Instagram he's kicking. Like it is getting me through the quarantine. But he's in his underwear. You got to note he's in his underwear most of the time. So if you're not into that, then I would stay away. <laughs> I am into Jack Black being in anything um, yeah. because he makes me so happy. This movie actually was when like I started falling in love with Jack Black because before mm -hmm. this movie I was like okay like he's he's funny you know I mm -hmm. I I dig him he's he's comedic he's a little you know out there like in high fidelity I was right. like okay oh, like, I, I really like I really like how like quirky he is and he's you mm -hmm. know a little off the beaten path but you know, super funny. And then in this movie, I was like, Ooh, there's something new with him. I kind of, you know, the love connection started. Um, and mm -hmm. then when, and then when I saw the holiday, um, I was like, I want him to be my boyfriend. Like that's, that's when it and all. You, you explore Park City with him, if I'm not mistaken. I did. Like I should share the picture. <laughs> I'll find the picture and share it. But um, I used to run um, some gifting lounges up in Park City, and so when you run those, you're basically given like a restaurant that already exists, right? And we would have to go in there way early in the morning, take all the restaurant out, put it in a U-Haul van, put all of our decorations in, and we had about five hours to do it. And then as we're breaking down at the end of the weekend, it was like 11 o'clock at night. We're trying to break everything down. I'm over at Slam Dance trying to get some information from them about moving their truck because our truck was waiting. <laughs> and then I get a phone call. Our truck is going to be towed. So I start running down Main Street in the snow at 11 o'clock at night. And then here comes Jack Black running with me. And he's like, you don't have to run. Everything will still be there when you get there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you know me. I did not have my phone on me. 
because I handed it. My assistant had my phone. This was the only time I didn't have it. So I'm yelling down the street at the guys at the truck. I'm like, get your phone. I don't care about really getting pictures with celebrities, but I love right. Jack Black. Most importantly, my daughter loves Jack Black. I'm trying to be a cool parent. And so we're running. My friend throws me the phone. I'm like, can I get a picture with you? We're still running. And he's like taking like seven, eight, nine pictures running. And he was so great. It was the best in the world. And I didn't fall. I didn't fall. Like Nicely when done. that happen? I was running down the awesome. snow and I didn't fall. Jack Black. That's awesome. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's from hanging out with Jack Black. Like he... I think just by essence of the amount of grace and maneuverability that he has that he shouldn't have, like it, it's like a superpower. And then it like extends to those around him. So you're like automatically he, just more graceful than you normally would he be. Is, he's like this ridiculously graceful, odd person. And he's so flexible and his voice is flexible. I would just like, he's everything. Um, because one we were running and two it wasn't my phone it was like somebody's phone and that doesn't care nice. about selfies um because yeah. mine's always like ready for like the good lighting and capture it's on its settings um but this was a guy he doesn't care but he threw yeah. me his phone and i got the pictures and so i have a couple and what was great is we managed to get one with the sign of our lounge in the background my boss was like ecstatic <laughs> that's awesome don't think we that's... didn't use that to market we oh, did of course, of course. <laughs> abm gold always right there. be marketing always be marketing so to follow up tracy mike white was a writer on nacho libre so it was jared jerusha and mike white so there you go i'm gonna come across as like the biggest mike white fanboy ever you yeah, and and what will be great about that is I think most people like Mike White is not a name that a lot of people know, and so that's <laughs> going to be really awesome. Here. People are like, "Well, Tracy Mangum likes this really weird guy named Mike White that nobody really knows who he is." That's pretty typical. It just, yeah. makes like you more, it just makes you sound more pretentious, Tracy, like than you it's already true. are. So it's it just it's <laughs> you know, since I've yes. studied the films of Mike White. <laughs> More, more pretentious than you already are because out of all of us, Tracy is definitely known as the pretentious one. I don't when know that any of us are really that pretentious. When it comes to critiquing films, yes, he is the more like serious. You you pull out all of the technical serious, you know, things, but it's not bad. We need to have right, like right. all three of us that makes this really good soup of movies. Right? Yeah. Of Especially when he's especially when he's breaking down uh, Sharknado. Oh. That's what he really seems to be. You know, I, I, I got pretty high Valerie, Valerie's been binging some shows lately. I think I need to binge some Sharknados. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and, I mean, and that, I like to think we're not a super that logic checks out. base. How's that for branches? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and I'm going to pretend I know what it means. And then we're going to move on. <laughs> It's a fancy word for soup. Yeah. Um, so Patrick also said that he watched School of Rock today. I'm sure it's because he was just so excited and looking forward to our yes. show. I'm going to assume that's what it was. 
Yes. Uh, but he I, says it's a perfect film. Jack Black acting alongside those incredibly talented kids who legitimately are musicians. Uh, I can read musicians. Um, <laughs> it's one of his best. That was the the amazing thing with this. I think um, a lot of times when you make a movie like this, you're going to get kid actors that have the look that you want, that maybe right. can read the lines the way you want, but you're not really concerned about the music being able to play the musical instruments. And so you're going to, you'll put that in post or whatever, fix it, make it look mm-hmm. all right, or right. not make it look all right. And hope most people don't notice, but or do a lot of wide shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it wasn't a mistake though, because at the time that this movie came out, pretty much every single TV show that was a hit with, um, kids and tweens, which are who like the parents are going to take to see this movie, were all music based on Nickelodeon and mm-hmm. and Disney Channel, like all oh, of them. And right. so all of these kids, you know, were brought in. But I mean, it was a great movie, but at the same time, it was brilliant because at the time you had, you know, Victoria on Nickelodeon, you had, you know, all of the different Disney Channel, you know, mm-hmm. shake it up, mm-hmm. all those things that were going on. Um, and so then you have School of Rock, which is, I think, like notches up from these shows, but it had yeah. all it had faces that you liked from these other TV shows. Like Sammy mm-hmm. and I are huge Drake and Josh fans, and the girl uh, um, that is the snobby girl on this yes. movie um, is yep. the sister from Drake and Josh, and then she broke off and oh, got wow. her own show. Yeah, she broke mm-hmm. off and got her own show on on uh, Nickelodeon. Um, and so, yeah, there was familiar faces that your kids knew. And then there was familiar faces that we knew, um, because I mean, anytime you're going to have Joan Cusack in a movie, I'm going to watch it. Like, I don't care what it is. And she was brilliant in this. She's amazing in this show. Can I, can I tell you a really cool Joan Cusack story? Okay, but just one. I don't have any cool stories to share, guys. This makes me look bad, but go ahead. Yes. (laughs) It won't top meeting Jack Black at Sundance, but um, (laughs) she and John both came to Fan X one year. And while I'm waiting in line to get an autograph, um, Joan is talking to this guy and he says to her, I want to thank you for um, the Toy Story series. And he said, I work with children that are adopted and trying to help them fit in with their families. He's a counselor. And he goes, so this movie helps those kids realize that they can go to another family and still be okay and be part of that family. And she was like, can I take a picture of you? And he goes, a picture with me. And she goes, no, a picture of you because I want to remember this conversation. And she like came around the table and gave the guy a hug. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I love this. lady." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, I, from everything that I've heard, she's very sweet and very genuine, um, but she's also incredibly talented. There's oh, just yeah. something about being able to play these roles the way that she does um, that, you know, she's not always going to be the main character in the movie. She's oftentimes more of a side character, but she does it and she delivers the lines perfectly. Comedic timing is on point. Like, it's just really good. The other yeah. teachers think I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> No. There's really no yes. coffee yes, here. Yes, do. <laughs> There's no coffee here. Oh, she's got some great one-liners in that movie. She she really does, and and her chemistry with uh, Jack Black in the movie is really great as well. Mm-hmm. And he just plays off of her so well. I mean, that scene when she's getting tipsy as they go to lunch and everything. I mean, it's just great. <laughs> 
It's just great. Well, and that could have slipped over and been a little bit overbearing or too much. And she just straddles that line just beautifully because you really do feel for the lady. You know, and mm-hmm. you can see how why why uh, Dewey starts to fall for, excuse me, fall for her. Yeah. Yes. Or but Ned. I, didn't re- I can't remember Dewey Ned. No, it was. Oh, Dewey. it is. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's going by Ned at that point. Mr. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Ned Schneebly. Hey, I have S to say, Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Ned Schneebly is like my favorite name. Like, I think I want to name one of my birds on my arm Ned Schneebly because yes. it's yes. like so perfect. Schneebly, Ned Schneebly. Like, who came up with that? Was that somebody's uncle, like some writer's uncle or it a producer's uncle's like name? Because that is the best name ever. I feel like what happened is they were auditioning actors. This actor came in and they're like, we don't have a name for this character yet, but could you just read as this really nerdy <laughs> kind of uptight teacher? And so he started reading. They're like, and the name just came, Ned Schneebly. That is his name. Like he's just like he embodies that name so much. Quick, I don't update know. the screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to spell it either. Just have him write Mr. S. It's fine. <laughs> That's my favorite one when he's writing it. Mr. S. And the squiggly lines. <laughs> Call me Mr. S. I love it when he first gets there, though. And he's like, you know, I think I'm going to have to cut out early. And I just love, like, all of the, um, I got some things to do. <laughs> like, you can't cut out early? Like, this is school. You're the teacher. Are but I just, teach I just love something? all of his body language in this movie. I mean, in general, but this movie, it's really good. Yeah. This, this movie is an interesting movie because it does take a plot line that really, when you look at it on the surface, like nothing that he does is appropriate or good. Like really like showing up, pretending to be someone else, taking over a class, taking them to be in a rock concert. Like it just goes from bad to worse to worse. And it's just like awful, but you're still cheering for him at the end. You're like, yeah, absolutely want him to win the the battle of the bands. And we think he's great. We don't want him to get in trouble for all of the rules (laughs) and probably laws that he's broken. Kidnapping, lying, fraud. Yeah. And then it just compounds itself because that all involves minors, which makes it like even worse. Yeah. And, and you, and there's a moment in the film where they kind of put you in there. Like when you realize how bad it is, like what he's been doing when he's doing the parent teacher conference and like, he's like, look, (laughs) he makes the line about touching the kids and he's pretty sure they've touched, they've touched me. I'm pretty sure I've touched them. Like, and it's just like, this is really an awful situation. If I'm a parent in this situation, I'm ticked at this guy. I don't care how cool he is. But like, when you're watching the movie, you're like, no, he's the good guy. He's fine. It's totally fine. And he is. He's Mr. It's a S. Weird thing. He's Mr. S. Mr. S, it's totally fine. But it's, it's well, amazing I- when, when a storyteller can do that and take a situation yeah. that is totally inappropriate and then you're just laughing by the end of it. And you're like, yeah, no, this is, this is fine. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Oh, man. The one that I, it, it busts me up every single time is when he sings the immigrant song in the van. That wah, wah, wah. Yes. Wah, you know, his facial expressions just kill me every single time. 
<laughs> that was my first introduction to to the immigrant song. By the way, uh, I was like, "That's a cool song. What is that?" Yeah, I wasn't a big. You got to go check fan. it out, and then it, then you're going right down the Led Zeppelin rabbit hole with that yeah. one. So yeah, which is not a bad rabbit hole to go down if you no. haven't. If you've never gotten the lead out, it's time to do it. So, uh, I like the scene where he decides to start incorporating music and in in the math lesson and he's going through and he's like 42 divided by six is and she's like seven it's like no it's nine or whatever it's eight no it's it's seven i was (laughs) testing you yeah you passed it was it's just (laughs) awesome it's like it's totally I don't know why one of the funniest things to me is when somebody says, oh, yeah, you know this song, go ahead and sing it. And they, like, make it up on the spot, and you can tell it's a totally made-up song. And it can just get ridiculous and funny, and he just does that perfectly oh. in that scene with the math. I feel it's like Jack weird. Black's whole life is a made-up song. Like, I feel yeah. like oh, absolutely. This, he's kind of, like, in the Robin Williams category of let's give him an idea of what we want here, and then let's mm-hmm. let him do his thing. But at that time... People weren't like it. What they didn't know that it was all this doodly loo doodly, you know, like the stuff yeah, that we liked right. about him. It was pretty new, so it was awesome that they they let him be himself. Um, you know, in this movie, probably my favorite part is when he's got all the kids up against the chalkboard and he's giving them their duties, but also giving them their nicknames at the same <laughs> yes. time. Yes, because like these are kids that are not cool, and I went to no. private. I went to private school for a little while and you're not cool. Like, and so if you're in this class and you're most excited about extra credit, you're not a cool kid, Mm -hmm. but they're all going to be in this rock band. They're not sure what's going on and he's giving them what their jobs are, but he gives them these nicknames. And when you're that age and you're an uncool kid, like I want a nickname from Jack Black and he's just like, you know, coming off, you know, and they were cool. Mm -hmm. Like I just thought that was such a really cool part like to do with these kids. I just thought it was super fun. Yeah. Well, and he, he, he starts building that relationship with him. I mean, the first day that he's in there, obviously he's like, I'm going to put my feet up. And like you said, I'll <laughs> cut out early and everything. But like, those are, I think the, that's one of the first moments where he's really starting to connect with them. Once he realizes they have talent and he's still using right. them oh, and manipulating them. Cause he hasn't bought in on this totally yet, but you can start seeing that shell kind of break down as he's like giving advice um, to the keyboard player who doesn't feel like he's very cool and he's telling them about how to be cool. And which, I mean, if the kids knew, I don't think Dewey Finn was who you want to get advice about being cool from. <laughs> I mean, but, but he, he starts and those nicknames are good examples of how he cares about him. Like fancy pants is one of my favorite nicknames that he gives to the kid. And <laughs> I hate you and your horrible dresser. And I hate you. And he like walks off. He's like, okay. <laughs> It's all fair. It's all fair. Groupies. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go home and look up what a groupie is, and they're not happy about that idea at all. Band. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, and it's so hard for me to pick like favorites, but I also love when he finally, at the end of the movie, um, gets to crowd surf, and he's just like... Yes. <laughs> Like that's what he's been trying to do this whole time and he does it. But I got to say like um, Sarah Silverman, I Mm -hmm. love her. She's usually not this cranky and I'm using a nice Mm -hmm. word for Jake's sake in a movie, 
because she's actually really fun. Like she's a really yeah. like fun loving. She she does have her passionate moments and she has things. If you follow her on Twitter, it's just mm-hmm. constantly like you know she's telling you what she thinks. But in this movie. Like she is that girlfriend that is awful. She's so good at it. And that when she comes in and she's like, what's going on? And then he's like, nothing. And he's like, I've got a hot date. That's what's going on. And then he leaves and she's like, I know how to break my boyfriend. Like the look on her face. She didn't have to say anything. She's like, (laughs) and she breaks him. Like he tells her everything. Awful. And she's, and she is so bad. And then at the end, when when Ned's like, I'm going to go to the concert. And you're just yes. like, yeah, Ned, way to go. <laughs> Get out of there. It was Go, awesome. Shabley, go. Run, Shabley. <laughs> go, Shabley. I want to call him Schneebles. Come on, Schneebles. I think Schneebles? that's fair. I think Schneebles, I like is, Schneebles. Is totally fine. Schneebles or Schneebles. Come on, Schneebles. Let's go, Schneebles. Schneebles. <laughs> And I love that he used to be a goth rocker. Like he used yes. to be all goth. Like yes. Ned Schneebly, the goth. Like that's just such an awesome thing to think about. It's just perfect. <laughs> the other scene that I really love is when he gets the kids to fake being sick. Like they're dying kids in the van. <laughs> they're just like, uh <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Well, and I think it's so interesting that Richard Linkletter um, directed this. He's got such a varied filmography, which mm-hmm. I think is awesome. Like he did Through a Scanner Darkly, um, which is based on the Philip K. Dick novel, um, mm-hmm. which was like they, they filmed it and then they would rotoscope it where they would draw and paint over the film cell to make it animated. Um, yeah. It's basically the same story Sunrise, as this movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Basically the same <laughs> no. thing. Just animated. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he did like Before Sunrise, which was a Sundance hit with Ethan Hawke. And I can't remember the French actress's name on the top of my head. But I mean, he's had quite the wide variety of, of, of films. Mm-hmm. And I like that he did this mainstream comedy. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, I think that's why it doesn't feel necessarily like a mainstream comedy because a lot of times when you get a director that this is what they do this is their bread and butter they get into what the formula is they know what's successful they kind of do that over and over again um and so to have somebody come in and do something that's a little bit different they're going to bring a different taste a different flavor to it and i think he does that because this was mainstream and it was funny and it was family friendly but it still felt like it had a little bit of an edge to it. It kind of yes. just flirted a little bit with that danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it didn't feel like a studio production. It felt a little bit more. I like I what you said, a little rough. It felt a little mm-hmm. more independent, which is kind of his, his trademark, but yet still accessible to the general public. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's making a studio film, but nobody told him that he's got money and a budget to do so. <laughs> yes. So he's like, yes. <laughs> like, okay, well, these are some old pants I've got, Jack. Why don't you throw those on? That'll work out great for, for your costume here as Ned Schneebly, the fake Ned Schneebly. So, like, it definitely feels that way for sure. But I like it. It I like the way it feels, and I think it plays really well with what the story is about and what the movie is about. So, Well, then um, they went on to do a Hollywood musical um, of the film. I've never seen it, but 
I think that would be a blast to see. It kind yeah. of reminds me of Rock of Ages. If you ever got a chance to see Rock of Ages, mm-hmm. that was that was a fun show. Yeah, minus yeah. the adult content. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. The movie it's wasn't good, hard. but the musical was. It's always hard for me, though, when they do stuff like that. Like, I'm sure it's great. Like, they did the Elf musical um, a while back, and then they did, like, I a... like the Elf musical. They did, like, a, a stop-motion version mm-hmm. of it, too. And it just... Listen, Will Ferrell is Elf. Like that, yes. you, you can't have anybody else play Buddy the Elf, and you can't have anybody else play Dewey Finn, other than mm-hmm. Jack Black. Yeah, I just totally don't. I, I can't picture it. You know, I don't know how yeah. you'd recast this. Yeah, yeah, that's there. You go, Craig. If you're listening for cast off <laughs> next year, School of Rock. Except he won't do it because it's got too many child actors, and that is kind of they don't do uh, a lot of child actors on their show. But yeah. otherwise, it'd be great. It'd be fun. a challenge. I, I have no idea who you'd pick. Mind is blank. I mean, that's, there are so many child actors now, though. I mean, it's it's become a thing, you know. So, but yeah. but I, I but I I like what you said earlier, Jake, about how you can tell how much Jack loves this music and he loves this topic, and um, yeah, he just he just has this exuberance in him that I think is just. It's infectious. That's, I think, why mm-hmm. you like him, even though he's doing all these things incorrectly and doing them badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like at a certain point, you start to feel like, oh, he's just like the rest of us trying to figure it out. I'm just faking it at work, too. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but, but the difference is they know my name and I'm not using somebody else's identity. And, you know, on paper, I have the qualifications. And no minors are involved. Correct. Not where I work. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, I the the child actors, oh, the performers, um, the musicians that they got for it is it's really kind of cool, and mm-hmm. I um, because they didn't just base it off of looks. They didn't just base it off of oh, this is the kid that looks like what we want. Let's go out and find somebody who plays the drums that can also act. Let's right. go out and find somebody who can play the bass who can also act. And I feel like that's how they built this cast. And it just lent to the the legitimacy of the music that they were doing um, and those scenes because you feel like, oh, they really know. Like when she's playing the bass, she's really playing the bass. And yeah. you can tell. And that makes a big difference, I think. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but a lot of times when you're faking somebody playing a, an instrument, you'll do a wide shot showing the actor, and then you'll do like a close up of hands, mm-hmm. because then you can and get an actual the musician in there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like they got all the kids that it would have been their hands, and said, "Well, let's just put them on camera, and then it's fine." <laughs> and it worked out. But he's got such really a well. childlike enthusiasm. That that's why I think he works so well with those kids. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I got the feeling like they really did bond as a as a group. Well, and he does he's done a lot of movies with kids. Like I think he actually does enjoy um making movies with animals and children. Like not a lot of people do, but I mean I think it's just because like you said, he's a giant kid and mm-hmm. he just likes having a good time. Um, and you know, they probably treat him <laughs> as an equal. <laughs> so yeah. You know? I mean, he's he's not just done films with animals and not just done films with kids, but he's done films for kids as an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and through Panda, Panda. Which is incredible. 
Oh, I love that movie. So yeah. Although Jake, are you with me that there is one glaring mistake in this film? I know where you're going to go with this. I think. <laughs> go ahead. It's always bothered me. He mispronounces Neil Peart's name, and he says Pert. Yeah. The, the drummer of Rush, and you, you. Uh... Yeah. So. It, it probably would bother me more, except I think I struggled with that for a lot of years. And so <laughs> now I know it's Neil Peart and I, I get it, but, but I know that I, I think that's fairly common. Uh, well, I don't know how Neil felt about that, but I would imagine he just ignored it mostly. Well, they were ignored... friends. So he, he forgave him on some level, but oh, yeah. now when they were playing the last couple of tours, um, they would have a, usually a roadie come out on stage and do something to try and crack the band members up. And mm. Jack Black, they did this show in Hollywood, and Jack Black asked and got permission from the road crew without the guys knowing and came out on the stage in his underwear and was, like, rocking out with the band for about a minute or so <laughs> <laughs> and left the stage. Wow, that's I, I'm, awesome. I'm beginning to think that, like, except for films, Jack Black just spends all of his time in his underwear. Yeah. Like, I, between his Instagram and the, you know that kind of story, it's just like <laughs> – Look, if I'm not getting paid to put clothes on, I'm just going out in my underwear. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal hey, when you it. got it, you flaunt it. That's, and he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize all those kids were in Nickelodeon shows. I thought they were just not all of them. I didn't. Not all of them. Well, a lot of there, them. There That's cool. Some, yeah, there are. It's Nickelodeon or Disney. Um, mm -hmm. but there were some, it was no nice idea. because my daughter was only like two when this movie came out, but then like Jake said, it, it really does age well because I, when we said we were going to talk about this movie, I thought this came out when she was like 10, right? Mm -hmm. Like oh. eight, nine or 10, because she loves this movie. This is where she fell in love with Jack Black. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this came out when she was two, but I introduced it to her when you know five you know five six seven ish and then uh -huh. we've always just watched it and she loved it you know and so it i didn't realize that it was it was that old and that i'm that old <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she was four when did this movie come out i'm so confused 2003 Three. oh yeah so i mean she was she was right around that age um, gotcha. she was born in 2001 so yeah she was like she was she was little but then as mm -hmm. those stars were getting on bigger shows mm -hmm. and they, you know, their shows were getting bigger. She was recognizing those and growing up. So it was really cool to see that. But I mean, she, my daughter, that's one thing that we both agree and agree on is that Jack Black, that and Robin Williams, it's like Jack Black and Robin Williams, her and I just love. And I think it's because they're both one so genuine in their comedy. You know what I mean? Right. They're not there just to get the laugh. They are genuinely full into their comedy. They're very physical in their comedy. Um, and, and so I think they're, you know, I think it's a, it's a good takeaway from both of them, but yeah, the movie is so great. When we said we were going to do it, I was so happy because this <laughs> is just a weird time and there's been a lot of things and I've been watching a lot of documentaries and then mm -hmm. I watched that new Tom Holland movie on Netflix over the weekend. And that oh, was I haven't sad. seen that one. It is sad, man. Like it's good, but it is all the things that are wrong with the world in an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> so today, watching this again, I was just like, "Oh, I feel so good. The world is hugging me." <laughs> A little palate cleanser from reality. <laughs> yeah, 
And, and um, sometimes, sometimes those are nice to have a little yeah. palate cleanser from reality. Do you yeah. guys ever go to the website slash film? Um, I, I go there slash it's film slash film s l a s h film.com yeah one uh, of the they have a sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say i follow one of the writers there peter he's got a youtube yes. channel called ordinary adventures which is fantastic one of the best disneyland ish uh youtube channels out there and i just love yeah. watching him and his partner kitra and anyway so yes i'm familiar with peter so, and slash film and so they have an article that comes in like once a week and it's called the quarantine stream and they just pick different movies that would be good to watch during quarantine and this mm-hmm. is how this fits in that realm for me i i'm with Absolutely. you it was such a refreshing because the news can be so hard and they get on online and people are so angry and it's we're all stuck in homes and cases are going through the roof and it's just ah so to be able to have an hour and a half of just silly i loved it yeah so great let's see i'm I'm going to the quarantine stream page <laughs> on slash film right now sometimes it's like horror and some other stuff but they like recommend stuff to binge um, yeah. or to watch there's some fun stuff the, the top one right now, the most recent that was put out today was Mortal Kombat. I don't know that I would necessarily <laughs> tell you to jump on that one. But you remember the, the, the theme song for that movie, though. Everyone does. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it right now, but everyone does. Mainly because if I sing it, they'll blank out Mortal our audio Kombat! for a few seconds. Yeah. I did so many dance routines to that damn song. Oh my gosh. It was so, That was the hottest thing that came out of that movie was that song. It was oh, really yeah. popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. the movie, like the movie itself, maybe it ages better than I think, but I can't imagine that it does. No, I'm thinking no. <laughs> I, 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 no, this is really good though. They've got like Legend of Korra on here. There's some good stuff. I need to go and watch that. I've seen Last Airbender. So yeah, this is a, this is a site we're checking out. We'll put a link in our, in our I description like here. Yeah. But I'm with you. Peter's Ordinary Adventures is a great great source yeah they're just like two people walking around disneyland and talking about why they love it and there's nothing negative about it like they're just mm-hmm. like if something's not good they're like you know this is, i'm not a fan of this and then they move on but it's just anyway yeah. i've been binging a lot of disneyland videos well, probably more than i should it's okay oh, i'm fine it's I, healthy it's normal i i watched a video about 10 effects from indiana jones adventure ride that no longer work and that was very interesting oh that's fun. interesting yeah, so that was kind of cool, and and who knows? They're supposed to be doing a big rehab on that ride. I know we're off topic. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Hopefully, they can fix a lot of that stuff. I hope so too. The ride itself is amazing, even with the stuff that doesn't work. I can't imagine oh, yeah. what it would be like. I mean, I'm trying to remember what it was like when the stuff so did they work. Had, but like the the ceiling, you know, the where you're going through the corridor and you push the bamboo pole, the yes. ceiling used to actually drop a couple of inches. And then that stopped. Oh, that'd um, be cool. There's like, it used to make it, they used to have a rotating door. So it would make it, you always go through the middle door, but then we would make it look like you'd go to the left or the right or up the middle. Um, just small <laughs> things like that, but just cool, cool stuff. My, my daughter, when we went in March, my youngest daughter, she was six at the time. Um, she was really good about trying all of the rides, even though, some of them were a little scary to her. Like uh-huh. she didn't like space mountain. 
we couldn't get her to go on a roller coaster again until Big Thunder Mountain. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I like that one a lot. So we should have started there. <laughs> Rookie mistake on our part. But when we when we got in the Indiana Jones line, she's like, yeah, I'll go on this. And I told her, it's like a Jeep ride and it'll be fine. But then as we started walking through the line, and you know, it's dark oh, no. and it's scary sounds and stuff. She had a hoodie on, a frozen <laughs> hoodie. She And it was a zipper one. So she unzipped it turned around so it was on backwards and had me zip up the back so she could put the hood over her face if it got smart, too scary smart kid. that is a thinker and in scary movies i always wear a hoodie so that i can pull the hood over and my boyfriend and friends who go with me to scary movies laugh at me she is a smart kid smart yeah. kid. well and, and it was perfect i don't think she knew this and then we got in the room where they're like don't look in in mara's eyes or whatever and she's like yeah I won't look at her eyes because I'll just cover my face. I'm like, oh, perfect. Smart. Perfect. Like, oh someone God. still will. It'll still happen. Because every time I've been on the ride, somebody does. Somebody in the car, but it wasn't your daughter. It was not No, it wasn't her because her, her face was covered, I think, most of the time. So, <laughs> But she I went on the it. ride. That's the important thing. So That's a good deal. That is a good yeah. deal. So back to the movie that we're talking <laughs> Sorry. about. Well, that's my squirrel. It's fine. Um, this, this movie has some good messages to it, even though, like I said, the actions are questionable, but the whole idea of, I think a lot of us feel like there's all these expectations of what we're supposed to do, what it means to be grown up, what it means to be, contributing to uh, society, what it means to whatever, you know, there's all of these different expectations that we feel like we have. And then there's people like Dewey Finn that just are living their own life and not worried about everybody's expectations. And I think there's something very positive about being able to understand that there's not one way to the finish line and you can find your own way to get there. You know, as the kids realize and the parents realize, Oh, they've got this musical talent. And does it really matter whether they're developing that to do classical music or if they're developing that to do rock and roll music, they're still learning music and they're still developing that talent or right. Ned Schneebly who realizes he doesn't have to settle for the girl that he's with because, you know, she makes him better because she, you know, keeps him on the right. He can figure out his own way to get there. And I think there's something beautiful about that because I think that too many, I know I do it to myself, like, okay, these are the expectations. This is what I'm supposed to be at this age. Right. But I really like this other stuff over here and, and realizing that you don't have to be what everybody expects you to be. Right. And I think in reality, a lot of those expectations are in our head. Like I think society puts it out there, but end of the day, you can find a tribe or a group that, doesn't require you to meet those expectations. You can still be successful without meeting those expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Or is that too deep? Maybe I thought no, too much about no, it. And I'm totally is, <laughs> I totally agree with you. And I, I think that that's at the heart of the movie. And I think that's what gives it some of that lasting appeal. It does have a message. It does have um, some humanity to it. And, mm -hmm. and it's true. I mean, we often say, um, you know, we, we, I don't know. I, I often joke and say that I'll grow older, but I won't grow up. You know, mm -hmm. I still have like collectible figurines. I still watch uh, Sharknado to have a, a laugh. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can be serious and be an adult, but I can also relax and have fun and be a kid at times too. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and I think it's also a good message that you're not always going to follow the path that you thought. And mm-hmm. it might be better, you know, like he was just like really wanting to go down this one path. And so were a lot of these kids, like their parents were kind of, you know, nudging them to be this certain kind of kid. And he was trying to go down this certain path and it was total, you know, totally by accident. You make one choice that can change the rest of your life, you know, and that's the same as a lot of us. And it was, you know, <laughs> as long as you don't, I mean, you got, you, ha- you should have a little fear of getting arrested. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I would say like, take all the chances that you can in your life. And he did. I felt like he... He took the chances. He was living the dream. He was really fighting for what he wanted, but he he wasn't getting there. But then he found out that, you know, this other thing, like actually teaching other people music, Mm -hmm. teaching kids music, sharing, you know, the passion that he has is actually, you know, better than what he could have been doing. And I just think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not all of us are going to hit that, like, like he wanted to be this big rock star. Well, most people aren't going to be that big rock star, but that doesn't mean, like you said, it doesn't mean he's got to give up what he loves. Right. And finding a way to teach that to the kids and everything. Once he discovered illegally that he can teach, like it was good. <laughs> it was good. But even like the principal, like Joan Cusack's character, like she thought yeah. she had to be a certain way as the principal. Mm-hmm. And then she found out yep. she doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. but that was what she thought the expectations were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is this is your only life, and those there's no dress rehearsals. So hit that stage and go and enjoy. Yeah, uh-huh. and if you fall, it's all right. Just get up and keep going. The show must go on. Absolutely. So. <laughs> so. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well, what are we going to grade this film? Val, you want to go first? I give it um, an A minus. There were like, if I'm going to be super nitpicky, there were some parts that I thought like, okay, come on. Um, But few and far between all in all, I thought it was so much fun. I will watch this movie. I do watch this movie over and over, but you know, there were just like a few little parts that I was like, okay, like let's go, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. other than that, I love it. So. What about you, Tracy? Um, yeah, so this movie came out when I was actually teaching film, so I really related to it on that level oh, awesome. because I never thought of myself as being a teacher. And then one day out of the blue, I got a phone call from the dean of the college, and he's like, Hey, I've got your resume here. And I'm like, How do you have my resume? <laughs> he's like, Well, come on in and let's talk. And I'm like, Okay. And it turned into a 10 year gig. It was just absolutely awesome. Um, and that whole time, got- he was really trying to reach your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> but I did feel like a phony. I'm now. like, I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I'm just up here trying to, you know, talk film. And, um, but this film has humor. It's got heart. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It was just a wonderful breath of fresh air to revisit it. Um, I'm going to go in a minus two, uh, really, really, really close to being an a, but yeah, I'll probably go a minus. This film for me, um, is probably an A because it is one of the few films out there that has officially passed a test that almost no other film has passed for me. And that test is I was uh, the dentist that I go to when I go there to get like work done, they have you pick out a movie and they've got this whole wall of movies to choose from. And I was getting a cavity filled 
and I hate going to the dentist. It's like the worst thing in the world. Not, it obviously isn't, but I don't like going. I right. really enjoy it. <laughs> For me, it's miserable. Um, and I picked this movie and I watched it. And even though he was working on my teeth and even though it hurt, it was still an enjoyable experience because of this movie. So for that reason, it passes the dental work test. It gets an A. Nice. This is the best grading system I have ever heard of. So but is it, it is fabulous. one of those movies. If it's on, I will stop and watch it. I don't uh-huh. care. Like middle of the movie, beginning doesn't matter. I will sit and, and watch it mm-hmm. to the end if it's on. So I love it. It's a great movie. Jack Black is amazing. We should probably do some more Jack Black films because he's got a yes, few of them please. out there that are pretty good. Yes, so. please. Um, so so t- I have two, like before we leave, I have two really weird like um, movie news stories that I'm okay. going to be researching tonight that I thought okay. I would bring up. Um, Tom Cruise could be playing Iron Man um, in the uh, Doctor Strange movie. Again, I'm going to read up on it, oh. and uh, but there's four articles. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's weird. Um, so I don't, I hope that's not a thing. Um, the other well, thing that's really weird is Passion of the Christ 2 is being made. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it Mel Gibson? Is he directing it? Or is it somebody else? Same cast. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I mean. If I had glasses on right now, Jake, I'd be taking them off. Same cast. Where, where does Passion of the Christ end? Like, I like, thought it ended. I thought the crucifixion. <laughs> Here's well, I mean, what, here's what here's what I got so far. Okay, Jim, um, Caviezel? how do you say it? Caviezel, Caviezel? Um, to star in um, Passion of the Christ sequel confirmed um, that there is a sequel to the face-based uh, mega hit in the works. In the worst, in I said worst, but I meant works. Um, <laughs> yeah. Could have been. Um, I, he said I thought you he meant received, sausage when you said it. So. He said he received the third draft of the script from Mel Gibson. So that's what we got. Um, it's called Passion of the Christ Resurrection. So okay. I get it, but okay. still makes okay. me laugh out loud. Um, I Ow. will see it. I actually, um, the original Passion of the Christ movie uh, blew me away, but it's not a movie mm-hmm. that you can see more than once. Like it's no. hard yeah, to watch. I tried. One that you did. Like, I can't watch it again. But when I saw this, I'm just so glad you started laughing with me, wow. Tracy. Because I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> I just, I, I feel My like it's a little blown. late. I feel like the sequel <laughs> should have come out three days after the original. <laughs> points, points. <laughs> I, Spoiler, spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. He comes back. I I'm pretty sure that with the Bible, the the year, <laughs> like the statute of spoilers has passed. Like at this point, <laughs> if you haven't read the Bible or at least know the content, you're probably not interested. So you're not going to go see the movie. I'm sorry so. that I took us way off, but I had to tell you guys about <laughs> I, I have not left this part in a long time. I'm interested on the Tom Cruise story, what you find, Val, oh. because looking at it just quickly online, 
Um, yeah. it, it's it, it's total hearsay right now. Yeah. Um, well, um, I mean, the more... basically, basically they're saying um, if Tom Cruise does show up as Iron Man in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, you know, some people are saying that he would be better than the original, and I'm no, uh, no. I I don't mind I, Tom Cruise, but no. Like, Listen, if Tom, Cruise, if Tom Cruise had ahead, been Jake. Tony Stark when Civil War came out, everybody would have been Team Cap. I mean, <laughs> nobody would have been on Iron Man's side. Everybody would have been like, "Yeah, punch him in the face, Cap. It's fine." <laughs> well, if the, if they're doing alternate realities and different levels of dimensions, then I I could see it. I don't think that he'll. That's the only way it makes sense to me. So that'll be Robert interesting Jackie to follow Jr. up. Junior doesn't. He said he would come back for little things like this. He doesn't want to do like a whole nother Iron Man movie by himself. Right. But why wouldn't he come back for a multiverse? Like it just. Well, I'm, why yeah. I, because you, you can Tom have different Cruise. versions. Because you can have a character from versions of that character. Like they're making the Flash movie, and they're going to yeah. have Ben Affleck and uh, Michael Keaton as different yeah. forms of Batman. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. That's like age wise. These guys are the same age. Like they're yeah. the same age that I get because it's age wise of him, you know? And so, I mean, they don't have the same body type at all. Um, but I actually am looking forward to that. I don't know this. If it's, if there's any truth to it, which I don't think there are the, the three sites, yeah, looking at the on, sites, that it's, three sites like, that it's on, it's really yeah. just, are any of them got this covered? I don't want to no, say the name, no, but no, one no, of them no. that I saw was, <laughs> Oh, I see. I don't ever. I just oh. skim past that one. I don't even go to that one. Um, I don't like to say the name because then yeah. people will go, well, "What is that site?" And then I don't want them to get any traffic no. because it's just yeah. garbage. Yeah, it's, it's a just terrible, garbage. terrible site. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. real quick though, um, for streaming purposes, we got some cool stuff coming. Um, right now on Disney Plus, there is a whole series of shows about um, Animal Kingdom um, okay. and the work that they do there with the animals. Um, and then we've got Mandalorian coming out next month, season two. Well, and uh, they just dropped that. the trailer for they just dropped the trailer trailer for WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. So I there's gonna it. be I think I good stuff. It, did you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, and it's gonna be interesting because those are two of my least favorite characters, but I'll watch it because Yeah. I mean, it's Marvel, so I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't that, dislike That's the them, best endorsement I've ever heard for anything, Tracy. Those are two of my least favorite characters, but I'll watch it. So but I'll watch it. We were talking about it around the family dinner table game night last night, and we all agreed that they are ensemble cat. They're ensemble characters. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we all love Vision, but Vision in his own movie, I don't know. But I like Vision with the ensemble. And so when they announced this, uh, what was it, two years ago now? Um, I wasn't a huge yeah. fan thinking that, okay, this is something I'm excited about. But after seeing the trailer and, like, being so deprived of new Marvel, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, totally going to give it a bigger chance and than I would before. And word is, is that it ties directly into the Doctor Strange movie, the, the second Which one. Which I'm very excited about. I love oh. Doctor Strange, and I'm very excited about the direction they're taking with that. I just wanted to put the, this comment up on the screen to the give child. us the baby Yoda. Because I just wanted to tick off some Star Wars nerds out there that are going to be like, it's actually the child. It's not baby. Listen, listen, we know. We know it's not really baby Yoda. It's fine. Yeah. Colin just wants to get us in trouble. That's all. <laughs> Um, Isn't that his, in his job description? He's a troublemaker. 
stirs yeah, the pot. It is. Stir the pot. I was going to say. Stir, yeah. stir the pot. It's absolutely Call required. Stir your pot farmer. That's right. Um, Save that as long nonsense. As not calling pot farmer, I guess. <laughs> In some states, that is legal, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to judge. He comes from one of those states, I think. So it's fine. All right, that's that's got to be all, right, all the so time. Next we week have. we're going to talk Passion of the Christ too. <laughs> that's not out yet. I mean, it's it okay. Is. We know what happens. It's we know not. what happens. <laughs> I can we, we can guess can we the plot. Recap? Can we recap <clears throat> the Bible? Can, is that what? Can we do that? Oh. My. <laughs> Only if we can include Jack Black in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black could be Noah. Or Moses. Moses. He should totally be Moses. I could see him as Moses. For sure. Jumping around in his little... He's in his long pajama jacket thing. He's like, Come on, hey, guys. Pharaoh, can, can we let these... Uh, let my people go. I've got some uh, dooly-doos to do and things to get done and... It'd be awesome. I, I'm really, I feel bad for the people that are listening to this instead of watching this because <laughs> Val's Jack Black movements are on point. She has everyone those should, moves down. Everyone should definitely listen to this because we love our listeners, but you should also watch this on YouTube and subscribe and like and click the bell so you get the notifications when we go live and when we add new episodes. That's just right down below the video. Subscribe, like, That was click a good segue. Yeah, yeah, that was, was a good, good segue, getting and, us right back on track. And if you have it. any feedback for this that you don't want to leave in the comments because you don't want everybody to see it came from you, that's fine. You can email that to us at movies that make us. No, feet. What are we? Podcast at movies that make us dot com. You're in Something. charge of that, yes. man. Something I know. It's been like three weeks. You're off. Yeah. <laughs> You're rusty. You have, All right. You're, you're big it, time it, now. We'll get back in this <laughs> big time. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back in the swing of things somehow. In the meantime, we hope you guys have fun and we won't see you at the movies. Are we flopping? On, are we doing it's the shark flop? Is that what's happening? To the top if you want to rock it. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.